You're listening to Casual Swim. So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. The first is around your collaboration approach. Uh-huh. So it seems to be quite wide. You're collaborating with fashion brands, with galleries, with board games. How do you decide if a collaboration is a good fit? And what is the greatest element that you, in particular, bring to the creative process? In general, when I do a collaboration, I try to see if I can bring something interesting to the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my work is ideas-based, and usually I like to work with diverse type of medium because you could potentially do the same type of idea, but they would come out very differently according to the medium. Um, for example, a picture of a dog, um, you could make a bench out of it, you could make a pattern out of it, you could make a print that uh, changes with the weight being worn, uh, stuff like that. You could just make a simple poster and that's the same object, but on its different application, it, it adds or loses some, some bits and I'm quite interested into that. There's also what the people that I collaborate with bring. So if it's a brand, if it's a brand that I like, what they've done before, what they want to do, their history, their clientele, and things like that. And I also try to see if, uh, if on an ethical point of view, the, the, the people that I work with uh, see eye to eye, and that's quite difficult when it comes to like commercial jobs where um, that's how I pay my rent and that's, uh, you know, sometimes you sometimes have to make a bit more compromises, uh, which I try not to, mm-hmm. but yeah. You must be approached by lots of people at the moment, or like loads of people. How do you decide whether you have a good mix of commercial elements and then stuff that's uh, kind of pure art, or is it all part of the same? Do you view it like you have a bunch of projects, some of them are more rent-paying uh, stuff and others are like more creative opportunity, or is it... Um, I think the more the more I the older I get I guess and the more I do what I do the more I find that um, I prefer sometimes to keep illustration as a as a job uh, so do more commission based and then the more arty stuff where I would use my name mm-hmm. um, I'd, I'd rather not have that associated too much with with brands uh, even though we live it's a, it's in an interesting era because we live in a in a time where the practice is very mixed between personal and commercial mm-hmm. and you sort of have to adapt yourself and see because uh, in a sense you know uh, even in the 60s 70s people creative were working with with brands to do great stuff it's just you have to navigate and see how much they evolve how much they affect you and mm-hmm. if you can do everything that brand does which you can't but you know so the, there's a bit of adjustment to do uh, but I've always had the chance to be able to diversify my practice and do art exhibitions or art edition with uh, for objects and also do commercial job but, you know I also like the commercial aspect of it because you you reach out to people that you wouldn't necessarily reach out if you were just on your own uh, do you have a set process for ideation like do you I've interviewed some people and they wake up at 9 30 they have a coffee they go to their desk they have a lunch break like how do your ideas gestate um, do you uh, do you have a process for that I do, supposedly, but I, I move around a lot and like, I don't necessarily always have a set week. Uh, but I tend to, when I am at my studio, I tend to go home, uh, to go to the studio and then play around a little bit, draw around and, you know, experiment a little bit. And then 
and then get on with with work but in general i've developed a slightly different approach to personal and commercial job commercial job is kind of like problem solving in a way someone comes with a problem or with something that they ask you to do and you have to come up with the best solution for that whether especially since i've been painting more my exhibitions are more things that i want to communicate things that are more personal from experiences and that that's a completely different kind of process where you you just grab from experience when you travel spend time that make you happy or see things that you like and then you try to capture the essence of that and retranscript that and share it later it's really interesting because uh your approach to uh, problem solving is like what a lot of business strategy does so uh business strategy is essentially as you know uh, solving problems through ideas so mm-hmm. it's very similar to what you're doing in the community yeah i guess in a way yeah, yeah. it's crazy you're you're a businessman <laughs> yeah. i don't know about that <laughs> Um, so do you have consistent theme styles running through your art, colors, textures? Like when I scroll through your Instagram page or see there's, there's some consistency there. Do you view it as consistency or do you, um, how do you? Yeah, yeah I think, I think yeah. it's something that you sort of realize uh, when you talk to someone like yourself mm-hmm. or when you look back on, on your work. And I think humor is definitely something that has always been there. Colors, uh, a certain naivety. Even though it's not something that I put on, it's just uh, how how I express myself. Try to sort of uh, trim my ideas a little bit when it gets too confused, and to just narrow it down to like one um, efficient communication vessel that will yeah reach out to people, communicate efficiently. Uh, there's the beach, of course, because I my family come from the the seaside, and like that's a place where I go back as often as possible. And from the, France, right? Yeah. yeah. And that I find very inspiring. So there, it is definitely a running theme, especially through my paintings. But you seem to also uh, poke digs at digital quite a bit. Or social I, I used to do it more, <laughs> yeah. and I stupidly didn't date that. So it's something that resurfaced online mm. every now and again, and, and some people I think might think that that's something that I do. Uh, it's a series that I've done, I think, around 2012 and 13 mm-hmm. for a show at Chemistry Gallery in London. It was called Allo, and the second show was called Us. And yeah, it's uh, because all of my work is based on observation and mm. and I guess at the time I was expressing myself more towards that. Uh, I was poking fun more than criticizing because it's something that I, I use myself on a day-to-day basis. Is, uh, is that a part of your personality? Like are you quite a cheeky kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I or... think I have a tendency for cynicism that I try to uh, battle with in, in my work and maybe that's why it comes out as so... Mm positive or naive uh, because maybe originally I might have negative thoughts and then try to try to use my work to uh, in a pseudo therapeutical way where I come out and try to find the good in it uh, or the fun in it uh, so going back to the positive style of art and illustration do you think your art fulfills a wider purpose for those who enjoy it I mean that is the nice thing with social media that you actually can gauge that a little bit and from from the feedback and comment from people, it does seem to make people happy uh, to when I post paintings, to make them feel at peace or to, to be reminiscent of things that they like. So there is, there is a, I guess you could criticize it for not being challenging. Um, but I think we have a lot of challenge already and, and that's not my forte, that's not my talent as well. I think some people do it really well. I tend to try to bring humor and, and and something positive and that's the feedback i get from people which is really nice uh, going to context like uh 
Do you view uh, kind of the audience or what your critics will think? Is this something that's in the back of your head uh, as such? Like when you're thinking about maybe a painting, are you like, this is going to be put up in a gallery or this is going to go into someone's house or this is going to be seen in the digital environment? Funnily enough, for the paintings, no, because they're really uh, most of the time based on personal experience and things that made me really happy or that I find really peaceful and, and gave me a good feeling. And I, I, I sort of tend to rely on the fact that these basic emotions, if transcribed well, will be kind of universal. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to think about the audience. But when you do create something that's uh, more like a drawing or that has a certain communication aspect to it, yeah, you do think about the context and audience. Uh, I, I think if you don't, then you have to be okay with uh, it being potentially offensive. And again, some people do great things with that, and it does serve a purpose as well, because we, we need to be challenged. Um, that's not necessarily my, my, my skill, and, and I think that I try to be considerate without being too PC, because I also think that that's maybe something a bit tricky, so... I'm sincere in what I express and, and mindful of how it's going to be perceived. I guess digital is something that's uh, sweeping all industries. How has it changed the way that you in particular have created art and how will it shape the future for you? Um, well, I always draw like pen and paper and then scan and then there's a, a due process to, to share it. But when I started doing what I do it was around 2008 and I think... I was using MySpace and Facebook to share my work at um, St. Martin studying and I would share equally the things that I was doing for myself or for class. And so it, it's, it's always been there in my practice. I sort of started with that. So it's, uh, it, it was very organic and the way it progresses is kind of organic. Yeah, I'm trying to take a bit of distance with it now. Not distance, but trying to reflect on it and see what's good, what's not good about it. But in terms of how I share my work and how I create it, it's always been there. Mm. So going back to, I guess, how, how you start an idea, is it very much you'll be sitting somewhere, anywhere in the world, and then you'll have a pen and paper. Yeah, and sketch then it out. Then you'll sketch it. Yeah. And then from that... Either what, write it down or sketch it. In a really so you write the idea down as well. When I, um, yeah. I, I have a list on my phone when I don't have a pen and paper when it happens, mm. but otherwise I've got... Yeah. It's all the sketchbooks like that, really small, tiny, or, or <laughs> yeah. bigger ones uh, like that. That's the thing that I use the most. Um, can be from observation. Mm. Uh, Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ideas for paintings and mm. yeah, it's just quite varied. And so from that point, uh, sketching in a notebook, then you'll uh, then you'll kind of have to think about it. You'll sit in it for exactly. a while, and then you'll revisit that idea. Yeah, exactly. When you're in your studio, and then there's there's a lot of stuff. For instance, uh, if it's just a funny idea, I will just sketch it, and then when a project comes up and it seems appropriate, I'll think like find some of this thing. You know, it would be just like a visual gag that seems to work for this one. How did you find your voice initially? Uh, what inspiration did you draw upon like illustration at the moment is it's huge right it's blowing up yeah, it's, uh, thanks to social media a lot but who influenced you as such the work of like there's a lot of poster artists or french people like uh, savignac Damien Gerer, uh americans like paul rand and solbass uh, people that were using quite rough brushes and there was something very in my opinion very earnest and bold and, and, and communicative and I really like that mm. and they were also sort of blurring the line between um, their work 
and, and something more artistic. So sure, it did serve a communication purpose, but it was also could be appreciated just as a beautiful image. And that's something that I did find quite seductive. Mm -hmm. um, of course, the, the world evolves and, and liberalism evolves and you have to sort of question these things now more. Uh, but graphically, it's definitely people that I really loved. Uh, so with your the stuff that you did uh, around the Eiffel Tower, did you feel that as an illustrator you had a platform and a voice to kind of uh, yeah to say something to mean meaningful to people at that time? Um, like I said, it was quite a, quite an organic way of using social media at the time, and I was expressing myself uh, a lot more, I guess. And there was it, it was not calculated or anything. It was just uh, at the time I felt. Uh, very affected like everyone and it just felt like sharing something as rough as it was but it wasn't a project or anything like that so mm. I guess at the time I had quite a few followers which what maybe gave it traction but so what kind of advice has been given to you that you've or what is something that kind of I guess like rules of thumb that you uh, that has been passed down to you or you've generated that uh, that you now work towards as some of your principles do you have such principles? Like, I don't know, someone's given you a good piece of advice or there's something that whenever you do a piece of work, you always say, does this meet that? Or might be more subconscious? I think, I think it's probably more subconscious. I think definitely um, as the world evolves and as I do as well, I try to uh, have maybe more dilemmas when working with people, um, especially working internationally. And I find that quite complicated at times. So um, that's why I find I find refuge a lot in, in self-initiated work, like exhibitions. Uh, but I'm also conscious that there's a, a practical aspect to yeah. uh, there's a you know it's it still is my job, and I need to uh, I need to make compromise. So I just try to navigate that. I think that's the, the and that would definitely come more from my parents and the education that we've been given. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is to try to be as mindful as possible, but there's a there's a reality, so I try to do my best. Uh, so, how when you're collaborating with people, how do you uh, manage egos? Like, you don't strike me as a very egotistical person, but yeah, you'd you be surprised. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be interacting with uh, people with very big egos if it comes from the commercial brand side. So, how does that? How do you manage relationships? With uh, well, I'm lucky to work with with people like have a studio manager and, mm -hmm. and agents that tend to speak more to the client mm -hmm. because yeah I guess it, it is quite difficult when to have to do with with people egos and personality and you can't get on with everyone and at the end of the day if I think that a project is good the ambassador of that project and whether I get on well with him shouldn't uh, be an impediment to the, the well-being of the project that would be a shame so you protect your ideas if you have a, an idea and you feel really strong yeah you know, yeah you'll, you'll go in and you'll say this is you know yeah yeah well because from my from my point of view if someone comes to you that means that they like what you do and that there's mm -hmm. a certain amount of trust in in your capacity to deliver mm -hmm. uh so i try to but it's not always easy and again that's why having a personal practice is so, so important because you may compromise in, in one uh, client relationship, hence you don't have to make compromise in your personal practice. So it's all about marriage. Mm. Uh, so you're based in London and Hackney. You yes. could have been based anywhere in the world. Is there anything special about Hackney that uh, is uh, like a hotspot for you? Or you live here now, I guess? Yeah. I, I've been living here for a while, but I'm actually moving. Mm. Um, 
I moved to London 13 years ago to study at Central St. Martins. Mm. Uh, I met my wife who's British mm. and we've always been in East London because it's a super great creative place and there's a, a great mixed city and people from all over the world mm. come here to, uh, to work and to live and so I've always really enjoyed that about London. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're you're moving to another country or yeah. I'm, I'm moving to France because actually I've never lived in France as an adult and okay. neither as my wife and yeah. I think we, we want to try it and hoping to uh, find a, a similar energy. Mm. But Paris I, or somewhere Paris else in for, Paris for the beginning, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Uh, so last question is I guess you're it's kind of it's hard to ask you this question whilst you're in mid flight of your career, but how would you want your art to be remembered? in 10 to 20 years time when people say mm. John Julian what what kind of uh, how do you want it to be remembered well first I'd like to still be working <laughs> yeah. and, and for people not to remember me but more to uh, appreciate me at the time mm. um, but I think just surprise people and and bring bring happiness and, and joy but not necessarily in a dumbed down way as well I think if I can find a way to challenge people without being uh, through um, confrontation, then I'd be very happy. Mm. 